Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abu Salbi. Samer, how are we doing this week? Doing well, Matt. Thank you for asking. I am, you know, I say I'm always excited about this week's mix, but but this week I'm I'm pretty excited about this week's mix. <laughs> you know, not much has changed. This was um this was a really fun one to put together. Yeah, really fun one and kind of a hard one uh, yeah. just because the topic this week is no skip albums. So our favorite albums that will hit play on track one and just listen all the way through to the end. So I, I found myself at first it was like kind of easy. And then I was like, oh, wait, how many do I have? Like I'm tr- starting to make some cuts like it, it was it was a tough one. It was really tough, yeah. I and I, I tried to not just put like Foo Fighters and Third Eye Blind albums on here, or basically right. like repeat <laughs> repeat right. my Desert Island mix, um, and so that was difficult. So I was trying to go like, okay, what are other like genres of like albums and music that I've listened to a whole lot on repeat? So I think I did a decent job there. There are some obvious ones here. There's some new artists I've not mentioned before. Um, but I had the same exp- experience. I, I was like, you know, hit the ground running. And then before I knew it, I'd already used up my six. And I thought, okay, well, this I need to edit. Thus is the nature, I guess, of, of mixtapes. You, you always want to include yeah. more. I, I found myself on this one. The, the picks I made were, uh, you know, not as uh, fired up as I think the uh, yeah. my normal mix selection. So I was kind of proud of myself for that when I went back and looked at the... Not just that, and the albums overall have a mix of songs, obviously, in them. But yeah, the ones I picked for the mix, I was like, you know, I didn't go. This is maybe a different side of me. I think that I'm showing the people out there. You are, yeah. You you went for much more of like a Sammer vibe. I think like they're all <laughs> they're all pretty pretty chill. I noted that actually as I was listening through, and I was going to bring that up later as we got into like the fourth pick. All right, I was like, good, wow, good. I, feeling a I mood like here. Got a vibe going. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick things off. Um, So as Matt mentioned, yeah, these are all albums that uh, we hope you will go and listen to and, you know, press play on on track one and and enjoy it all the way through track 12. On our own mix, we hope you don't skip around either. And track one is Rain on the Scarecrow by John Mellencamp. Matt's pick, of course. Yeah, (laughs) of course. You wanted to know that. As if you had never picked John Mellencamp. You're just too good. Um, yeah, so this is off of the album Scarecrow. So that's that's the No Skip album here. That he had a few big hits off this one, Small Town, ROCK in the USA, and uh Lonely All Night. So, you know, it, in some ways it kind of it it's sort of maybe childhood memories that maybe kind of latches onto this album, but I, I think the the great thing about this album and and especially this song is that I mean it's just everything's so well written. It it really is the album overall about kind of the the loss of, of Middle America. This was about the time when he started the Farm Aid concert to kind of help farmers in the U.S. And so um, this really hits that on the uh, on the head, if you will, uh, about the, the the troubles there. 
But there's also some other great songs on this album that, you know, are worth checking out as well. Face of the Nation, Minutes to Memories, and, and Rumble Seat are a few more that, you know, aren't the big pop hits. And, and so you're going to recognize a few songs in this album. You probably won't recognize all of them. Um, this is one you may or may not know, but I, I just, I think this is a great song. I think it, the the drum in this one really hits hard. And it uh, almost makes you feel kind of the anxiety that, maybe these farmers are feeling, you know, like, so just, I think sonically he does a good job of that. And then I think the lyrics are that much more explicit about what's going on there. Yeah. I, um, I'm actually not too familiar with John Mellencamp. So that was the, of course, um, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not too good for anyone, Matt. Um, (laughs) there might be some artists, but anyway, this was a, yeah, this was a cool, I mean, a cool track. I, I thought the lyrics like are, I mean, like you said, they hit the nose on the head. They're, they're kind of rough, you know, like the, the chorus of there'll be blood on the scarecrow, blood on the plow, blood on the scarecrow, like keeps repeating that. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I wrote here, I guess it's all about the death of the farm. So I, I got that. I, I got that from the lyrics. You got that so from think, here. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, in that case, you know, he did a good job. But yeah, I, I really like the sound of the song. I, I wrote it's like very Bruce-y, you know, it's like obviously like telling a, a story through the lyrics. You know, it's not just like, uh, you know, sound. Basically, it's the storytelling of what's going on. But it was a good pick. I like it. Yeah, and I will say, I at this point in my life, when I first heard this album, I was not as into Bruce Springsteen, right? Like, at this point, right. like Born in the USA was huge, and I knew a lot of the songs off that one as a kid, but um, didn't hadn't done the uh, kind of deep dive into his catalog the way I would later in life. So, you know, it was not strictly a Bruce influence. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> All right, so your first pick, you went with the track is A Haunted House by John Bellion. Yeah, John Bellion. Um, so this is the album, The Definition. This is track six off of that album. Um, also, it just, again, a number of great tracks off of here. The, the opening one called Money Right is another one. Um, and Ooh is probably my other favorite. I, I went back and forth on which one to feature. But this is, um, you know, I went with this album because, like many of my picks, it's an album that once I play it, I'm immediately brought back to a time period in my life because I was just playing it on repeat over and over. So this is from, um, you know, this time period in my life where I had actually just gotten accepted into a startup accelerator, um, which was really exciting. It was like one of my first startups to be accepted and go through a program and get a lot of like mentoring. We got some seed money. It was really fun. And this was like the album that I was just listening to while I was working and going through it. And so I'll just forever have that like time period imprinted in my mind whenever I hit play, which is part of why I think I love this album so much. But even start to finish, I just think it's it's a, you know, this song in particular is a song about meeting someone new and how they can help you like unwind the the ghost of your exes. You know, um, I love the repeated line of like who you're going to call over and over, which is a nod, of course, to Ghostbusters. But yeah, just this idea of like meeting someone new and helping them clear out this haunted house, which is essentially like your heart, you know, like you that you have all these heartbreaks and stuff. And now someone new is helping you clear it out and start afresh. And that's who you're going to call. You're going to call this new person to help clear out the ghosts of the past. So really like like the theme of this, but um, love the album and everything that he does musically. And and he features a number of of, uh, guests on on his tracks, too. And and it really kind of changes the sound up throughout. So, yeah, I love I love this album. And, and if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. So I was not familiar with his work prior to this. And I listened to this track and I immediately thought of AJR like that, like vocally, he sounds a lot like those guys. 
Yeah, um, I can see but that. But then when I kind of went through the album, I was like, okay, this guy's nothing like AJR. Right? <laughs> like it's much more. <laughs> you kind of picked the track that was a little more soulful and kind of features his voice, but he also does quite a bit of rapping throughout the album. So mm-hmm. I was like really kind of surprised after listening to this track first and then going through the album because I was like, whoa, like this is this is something different. You know, on one track, he starts off and he says, Wu-Tang raised me, death cap changed me. And I thought, what a perfect description of what this guy does. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of like if you combine Wu-Tang and death cap for cutie, I think you'd have Jim, John Bellion. So, I mean, I think it was, <laughs> I really enjoyed the album uh, because, and, and this track too. But yeah, the album overall, I was like, this is, it's pretty different, but it really kind of captures you. I love that. Yeah. And I love that, that line too. I think. It makes me want to go and try to sum up my entire like life with two bands, basically, right? Like, what was that first one that kind of like like brought me up, and then what was the second one that changed me? That would be a really tough challenge. That would be a really, (laughs) I think, that would be a really tough challenge. Yeah, really tough. We might have to run that as a social media um, (laughs) experiment. We'll see what people say. I think so. Yeah, we'll we'll tag John Bellion in it. See if he wants to get in on it. Maybe it's shame for him. (laughs) Right. Right. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's go on to track three. So you've got Carry On by Pat Green. Yeah, so this is the opening track from the album Three Days. And this is probably, like, this was his first big studio album. And this this song was probably one of his more popular songs off an earlier, uh, earlier kind of indie release. But but I picked the album Three Days. Um it's it's such a good album, just start to finish. That there's a track on there, you know, with, where he does a duet with Willie Nelson called "Threadbare Gypsy Soul," which is which is definitely worth a listen. And he covers all sorts of topics on this album. Of course, he's got you know an, an undying love for the state of Texas, which I can appreciate. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a really great singer songwriter. He's got a ton of great work out there. But I picked this album. This is the one that I'd probably listen to start to finish the most. And Carry On is definitely the song. This is probably the most fired up you're going to get from my selections this week. Um, But it's a good one about taking control of your life and and just kind of moving forward no matter what's going on. Yeah, I I actually really like this track. Um, I I enjoyed listening to this one a whole lot. And I think I've mentioned to you. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Uh, and I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I'll mention it again here in the recording that uh, my parents got into Pat Green after listening to our podcast and being introduced to it from one of your earlier picks. Oh, um, nice. And so, yeah, on my last trip down to visit them, um, I was in the car and some Pat Green came on. I was like, oh, my God, Matt made the, the forever mixtape. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Um, wow, this is like such a now there's kind of this circular logic with my, you know, try to guess Samer's parents mixtape because like Right. Now you're manipulating now, it. Yeah. yeah, now I'm manipulating the mixtape. Oh my goodness. This is the responsibility confusing. of what we do is is huge. <laughs> it's enormous. It's an enormous responsibility. But no, it was a really nice track and, and I, I felt like I could relate to the the lyrics of yeah, that feeling of like wanting to get away to move on from something. Um and it was good. I liked it. It was a good pick. Thank you. All right. Uh, next up, you picked the track Powerful. And this is uh, off an album from Major Laser, but they're helped on this one by Ellie Golding and Terrace Riley. Yes. Um, so I. this is, again, another like time capsule album. Uh, it's called Peace is the Mission. There have been a million remixes of these songs. Probably one of the most popular remixes is Light It Up 
um, by this uh, off of this album. If I remember correctly, I think it has over 1.3 billion plays on Spotify, which oh for, my like, gosh. like as a single track, like that is really kind of insane, right? I know, like. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, yeah, say what you want about the tracking plays. technology and like how are they counting these plays, but that's an insane number, no matter how you say it. That's a very large number, right? Like, yes. exactly. Like, even if you just wanted to hit play over and over and over again, it'd take you a while to get <laughs> 1.3 billion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a time capsule album for me. It reminds me of the time that I started to get into spinning. Uh, so before I was an instructor and I was living in Dallas, I start. I got, uh, let's be honest, I got dragged to a spin studio by my friend. She was like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And I was looking for alternative to running. I was very dubious. I got in the bike room, though, and it's like, you know, kind of similar to Soul Cycle as a local studio. Dark room, loud music, uh, a lot of like EDM and remixed music. And I like just absolutely loved it. Um, I got really into it. I like had a great workout. I was dying by the end of it. And I was like, okay, I could do that once a week. And then I went to like two times a week. And then before I knew it, I was doing multiple times per day, almost every day of the week. And like this was an album that got played a lot, right? Remixes of of Major Leader's work. His work is very remixable. Um, And so I just fell in love with this album and, and had it, you know, playing start to finish all the time and would try to find remixes of for myself whenever I became a spin instructor, you know, a couple years later. But yeah, whole album, superb. Like I said, Light It Up is probably the one you're most familiar with, but you really can hit, you know, play the start to finish and, and enjoy every second of it. Yeah, I kind of sense this might have had a spinning influence. Like that might have yes. been the, where this came from because the spin classes I've taken, I think that's where I've heard most of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, yeah, it was good. I mean, it's going to get you fired up. It's great for a workout. Like I thought, yeah, like if if you're going to sit through, and I think the whole album's, I, I don't know, less than an hour. It's not that long of an album. But if you are going to work out, I think this would be a great no-skip album from like start to finish. Yeah, exactly. It would do a good workout um, album for sure. All right. Track five. Um, coming from one of my favorite years, as we talked about, the year 1999, you've got the song High Life by Counting Crows. So this is off their third studio album, This Desert Life. And this was the album where I actually like really started to love Counting Crows. Like I was not that into their first couple of albums. And I think going back and listening to those albums, I think some of it might have been just the... The songs that were on the radio, I just wasn't into. Right? So it's like yeah. that—that's kind of your introduction to a band. A lot of times, though, so it's like when do you, you say you like Counting Crows, and I was like, I don't really like Mr. Jones. So like, why do I want to keep going down this rabbit hole, right? Right. Um, but yeah, at this point, Hanging Around was kind of the big pop hit that came off of this one, and I really love that song. And uh, got into this whole album, and I've just listened to this one over and over again. High Life is like track six or so, kind of right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love this one. Uh, it doesn't really get a lot of play anywhere. I, I don't know if a lot of people know this song, but I think it's just really well written and uh, it sounds great. It's, uh, I don't know, I, the whole album is just really good. And, and maybe it's the point where they kind of come into form. But, you know, going back and listening to those earlier two albums, they do have some great songs off there. It just, I don't know. I wasn't as big a fan of their, of their more popular hits from those first couple albums. It's funny, just now that you mentioned Hanging Around, I've been singing that song in my mind. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just instantly came back because um, that got a lot of radio play. And I really mm-hmm. liked it. it was, you know, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I never went deep with Counting Crows, not until kind of you started bringing them back. And I think they had a new album last year, right? Like it was, Yeah, a little EP release. Out. Yep, like yeah. four or five songs. Yep. 
Um, so I hadn't heard this song in particular, but I, I really liked it. And I thought I, I loved the ending where he does this like relationship math that I, I feel like sometimes we can relate to where it's like one plus one is nothing. <laughs> one plus two is nothing. One plus me is nothing. Like this whole thing of, of <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all, you know, nothing at all over and over. I, I think he's alluding to kind of like that really, you know, sometimes a relationship is just it's nothing like it doesn't matter how you cut it. Like there's just nothing there. Um and so I just thought that was kind of interesting, but it was a good song. I really liked it. Yeah, this is a, and again, great album. There's even a hidden track there at the end of it. So definitely worth staying to the end. Um, your next pick, you go with the track is The Sun and the artist is The Naked and the Famous. Yes, The Naked and Famous. I, I always love their band name. Um, so this is <laughs> off of the, <laughs> this is off of the album Passive Me, Aggressive You, which is also <laughs> a great I, yes, that's, uh, that was my note. I was like, I love this album title. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, Passive Me, Aggressive You. So yeah, there's like a lot to like about this album. And I think it's really good to run to. Um, I would actually run a lot to this. It was introduced to me by a friend at the time. Uh, as I started in the MBA program, I got really into it. And yeah, it's just like it's a very interesting kind of album. Like there's a lot of different variation and it. it keeps your attention, which is why I love to run to it. Because that's like the number one thing I need sometimes <laughs> whenever I'm going on a long run. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there's a number of tracks. I mean, all of this is the opening track. I absolutely love that. And there's a number of others. Like, again, it's a no skip album for me. Um, and I just like, I love the ending of this track in particular because it ends with the, uh, you know, with the singer singing, it just keeps coming and I stop, but it keeps on coming. It keeps coming. It keeps coming like over and over. And I think a, it's like a really cool song to run to because, you know, you kind of feel like you're struggling to, to, you know, keep moving, but you just keep moving. Um, and B, I think sometimes like that's how life feels, right? Like life just keeps on coming and and it won't stop. And no matter what you do, like it's just is going to keep on coming. So the best you can do is to just, you know, keep moving yourself. Um, so I, that's why I really like this song in, in particular, but absolutely love this whole album. And I've been playing it ever since I got introduced to it. Um, start to finish. I, I rarely, rarely will skip anything on this thing um, <laughs> to get to the end. Um, I like it. I like this track. I love the energy in it. Right? Yeah, it kind of got me fired up, so I could see how it'd be great for a run. And then going through the rest of the album, you know, it, they describe themselves as like an electronic duo, I guess. But um, I don't know. I got like this uh, from a lot of the tracks. I got kind of an 80s or 90s feel from it. You're right. There was a lot of variation. So it was kind of decade hopping a little bit, maybe for me. But I, I just thought it was great, just kind of the uh, what they brought to it. And it wasn't a straight kind of... I, I guess I was surprised to hear the description that they're an electronic band. And maybe that's just mm-hmm. because of the instrumentation. But I just felt from an output standpoint, they were they were a little bit more than that. And, and I'm kind of surprised they haven't had more kind of pop hits. I think Youngblood was one that got on the radio. But yes. otherwise, I, I hadn't heard a lot of these songs. And I was like, I feel like these are kind of songs you could play on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they are like a smaller kind of a uh, smaller outfit, but I have just loved them. And, and they had a new album recently um, that was pretty good. I liked it. I think this one is still my all time favorite, though. Um, but yeah, cool. cool. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like, again, love this album. We'll be playing it long, long into the future. All right. With that, let's take us to track seven. This is your pick. You've got Two Hearts by Chris Isaac. Yeah, so Chris Isaac, most famous for the song Wicked Game, right? And this is like several years after. I think this is his sixth studio album. 
Uh, it's called Baja Sessions, and the whole thing is um, I mean, just real laid back. I, I'm not a huge fan of reggae music, right? Like when people go to the beach or something and they want to yeah. crank some reggae. I'm just not as into it, right? But I feel like this is a perfect song for going to the beach and, and kind of relaxing. I find the whole album pretty relaxing. Um, and I just think it's great, like start to finish, just with carrying that vibe through. Most of the songs are originals, but he's got a few cover songs on there. Um, most notably, Only the Lonely, uh, the Roy Orbison song. Um, but yeah, you get the, the whole feel for just, I, I don't know, I think the songwriting's great. And then Chris Isaac's voice is unbelievable. And you get the full range of it from this album as well. This was this was the point in listening to your mix where I was like, wow, this is like a really chill mix. Like I, <laughs> I really, I really like this vibe because um, <laughs> this it's exactly right. I mean, that's like the the number one note I have on it is like I just really liked how relaxed this I felt listening to this track. Um, and I wasn't familiar with with Chris Isaac nor this uh, this album. So another cool introduction. I think I was a little too young. It looks like it came out in like ninety three. So. Think I, this I album really, or Chris Isaac yeah. that big? Yeah, yeah. This was the, yeah. this album in particular. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit before my time, so I was happy to be introduced to it. Um, I liked it. It was really chill. Nice, nice pick. Nice. Um, all right. So your next pick, you went with Excavate, and that is by Macklemore, and it's his album. But he gets a little help here from Saint Clair. Yeah, so this is off of the album Gemini. Um, this album I was playing a whole lot. Actually, the year that I moved to the New York City area. So originally I, I moved up here uh, to Jersey City, which is just right across the uh, like downtown Manhattan. Um, got a place. I was lucky enough to be right on the Hudson. So I had a beautiful view of, of downtown Manhattan. It was really awesome. But really my first time being in the Northeast, first time like kind of living out of Texas as an adult, um, and I got a job, you know, and started working and my commute basically was listening to this album like over and over and over again. Cause I loved Macklemore. I loved the heist. So I was really excited that he had a new album come out and it was just like perfect to, you know, hit play on as I leave my apartment and then, you know, continue it on, on my trek back home, um, after working in the city. So that is like the time capsule moment for me listening to this. But what I love about the album is that it's, it is kind of structured how I tend to do my mixtapes, which is that it starts really energetically, um, you know, very, very like dancey, like move and, and like you want to jump around, especially like the track Glorious track two. But then it just gets like a little bit quieter and a little bit quieter, a little bit quieter. And then this is the final track off of this album. And I just thought that this one in particular is really beautiful because I think what he's talking about is like excavating. Like once you take everything away, you know, he's got... These, this last line that really has stuck with me through all these years, which is like, but who am I when they cut the lights and nobody's watching me? And I love that idea, right? Like, who is he without the fame? Who is he without the money? Who is he without the music? Like, um, something that comes up a lot in meditation is like, who am I before I had a name? Like, who am I really? You know, strip away everything that we use to identify ourselves and who are we really? And I think that that's what this song is like all about. So I just think it's a really powerful moment um, and for him, his answer was his daughter. Like he says that in the lyrics, mm -hmm. and I also yeah. really love that. Um, like he he views his daughter as his greatest work, and I think that's really that's amazing, right? Like it's a, a really sweet sentiment. Um, so if we ever do a Father's Day mix again, maybe we can put this track on there as as a positive Father's Day track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since we kind of struggled to find those last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a hard one. It's a hard one to pull through positive Father's Day tracks. Right. Right. But yeah, uh, so just absolutely love this album. 
Yeah, I agree, and I, I love that part of the song um, where, where he talks about that. This was just, I felt like it was just a really powerful song. I was like, this is great. And, and also, just going through this album, I was like, man, why don't I listen to Macklemore more? Because every time I do, I'm like, oh, this is a great song. Oh, that, that's a great lyric. Oh, this guy's good. You know, but at, right. at the same time, it's not in the mix. It's not in the rotation for whatever reason. So I, I went ahead and added this album like while I was at it because I was like, all right, I got I to gotta make this more a more consistent part of my <laughs> musical rotation. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's great. And, and this was really well done. But, but yeah, just the whole album. I was like, yeah, I get I got why this was a no skip album for you because it, it was really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I find that I like kind of forget to listen to him for months at a time. And then I'm like, I, I come right back to him. I'm like, oh, my God, right. Like he He's so talented. Uh, and I love his lyrics, you know, in addition to just the sound of his music. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing more. I'll probably listen to him right after we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to him right before we were recording. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, before we do that, let's uh, finish out this mix. Last couple tracks here. Track nine, Crying Like a Church on Monday by New Radicals. Was really happy this made an appearance. I uh, was not surprised by it either. So I, I think I'm probably going to get um, to eventually every track from their only album so. onto a mix. I've done a pretty good <laughs> job so far. And if I haven't convinced you at this point to go listen to this lone album by New Radicals, then I don't know what to do at this point. But um, right. Yeah, this one, uh, this is the last track off the album. Um, again, I feel like I've talked about this before. It's from that magical year, 1999. Um, but yeah, this one, it's, it's a sadder song, but it's still very cleverly written. You know, the, the lyric there, I, I don't like crying because it only gets me wet. You know, I always yes. kind of laugh at that one, even though he's singing it amidst this very sad song. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think this is great and really just shows, uh, again, kind of the range that you get on this album because, of course, you get what you give is obviously their massive hit. But then, at, you know, at the end of it, you get a song like this that kind of uh, grounds you a little bit. I love the idea of challenging yourself to, to find a way to go through every single track off of that album. I think you should. Um, like, don't force it, right? Like, I don't right. think you would. Of course but not. Yeah. 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 But, but, but I think yeah, see if, if I could squeeze them all in. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. I'm going to be looking forward to that as we go through our mixes. But um, <laughs> I, I, I wrote here, I wasn't surprised to see this album make your mix. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a fantastic one. It's a beautiful song. It also definitely feels like it belongs with all the other tracks that you've picked, like in terms of like the mood and the vibe. And you're right. Like his, his vocals are just, they are really, really like pretty. Like they, he just has like a beautiful voice. Um, and, and it is, it's a, it's amazing, right? Because it's like, again, I think a lot of people know this group as just that one song, you get what you give is kind of like a one hit wonder. But uh, this album is, is, you know, definitely in defiance to that. It's really a good one. Is real music dying? What even is real music? And who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, your next pick. You go with Shaking Off the Rust by the Blue Stones. Yes. Um, so this one is actually... I, so I was trying to go up in time now. So this was actually 2021 now. Um, and I put it on our Best of 2021 mix, uh, a track off of this album. But I continue to listen to this album start to finish. I think it's like one of my favorite like bluesy rock albums. Um and the Black Keys just had an album come out, and I was really tempted to put that on here too because I've been listening to that one over and over. But <laughs> I just want to, you know, give this band another shout out because I just think like they are incredible. And this album has like a lot of songs that I'll play over and over, like Spirit and, and Grim. Um, and yeah, Shaking Off the Rust is probably one of my favorites off of this. And I just like the, you know, the theme of this song, like. He's basically just saying, like, get out of your own way, you know, like shake off the rush, shake off anything that um, kind of is like keeping you back, holding you back um, and just get moving. And I think he's actually writing about his own like the band's fear of coming out with another album and, and feeling like, you know, it gets harder and harder every single time you you kind of progress um, to like put out a whole other work of, of art. Um, and so it's just kind of that that mood of like, well, just shake off the rest and get, and get moving like it's going to come out. Um, and don't let yourself like get locked in that fear. So absolutely love this. It's off of the album Hidden Gems, which um, I think is a <laughs> is a good title for for that album because <laughs> I do kind of feel like it's a hidden gem. I agree. Yeah, I think that, that it was very appropriately titled because um, yeah, I hadn't gone through the album after you put that one track on the mix last year, and so going through it this time, I was like, man, these guys. These guys are good. Like, it was just really good. Like, uh, you know, you're right, kind of a bluesy feel, but definitely rock music. And uh, it was just consistent. I think the note I put after listening to this album is I feel like there's probably some tracks that didn't make the listing here that are probably pretty good, too. <laughs> it was yeah, like yeah. there wasn't filler on this on this album so much as there were, like, probably some hard cuts. So I thought, right, right. yeah, like when that comes to mind, I'm like, yeah, that's probably a, a really good album, really good work when you can when you can say <laughs> that. That's awesome. Well, maybe we can petition them to release their like uncut, you know, deluxe version of yes, the album. We'll... Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, your last pick here is the one and only boss man, New York City Serenade by Bruce Springsteen. Yes, yeah, so of course he's going to make an appearance. If I had to pick one album, um, I also go with The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle. That was the second album. Um, and I, that's that's one I've featured a lot of the tracks from on these mixes mm -hmm. so far. So I'm a big fan uh, of that album. But this is one that I kind of thought I didn't know where else it would ever fit on a mix. Um, and so I kind of put this one on here. Plus, I just love this one because it's just insane that it's like seven minutes long. And just all the different instruments and all the di different places it goes musically, it's it's really kind of crazy that this is just like the last album on a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> or the last track right. on a Bruce Springsteen album when you listen to it. And so, uh, plus I thought you'd appreciate it because it's a serenade in New York City. <laughs> I did appreciate that. I, I was like, oh, I, I will listen to this song because uh, it talks about where I live. I live here. Um I, I hit play on this and I just felt I, I wrote here I was so comforted by like the first two to three minutes of this song like there's just something like musically that I was like just really enjoying listening to it um, so I, I love that and it is a wide range and again you know typical Bruce tells tells a, a far-reaching story um, 
And yeah, I think I, you know, I, I kind of concluded this might be my favorite Bruce Springsteen song to date that you featured yeah. on, on a mix. Like, it's like a little bit of a sleeper hit. You know, I, I have not heard it before playing it, but I just really liked it. And, and maybe just because it says New York City in the title, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm allowed to like it just because of that. <laughs> well, but, but no, you're I, right. I just think it's, yeah, it's all, it, yeah, go ahead. It's a total sleeper. Like nobody knows this song really. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's so many other more popular songs from this album. Uh, but then, yeah, you get to this and like, yeah, if you, if you get to the end of this, you're just like, man, this is a, this is a great song. And it's a, it's kind of a rambling sort of seventies like song. There were a lot of songs in the seventies about like kind of like this, but not sonically. I mean, it's not trippy or anything like that. It's just kind of very well composed. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. Last track on this mix, your last pick, and it is a very recent one. Okay. You go with Age of Anxiety 2, parentheses, Rabbit Hole, and this is by Arcade Fire. Yes. So off of the album, we, and, you know, we just did a mix on parentheses. So, um, had to, <laughs> had to throw in a parenthetical here. <laughs> um, and I, I just, you know, talked about a song off of this track off of our, our latest podcast to join the super awesome mix kind of network of podcasts that we were building. So what are you listening to, uh, featuring Jen Tully as our, as our latest host. Um, and I talked about a track on off of this album there. So I wanted to bring it up here because I do love this whole album. Um, I think this is a, you know, it is a brand new entrant, but I've already listened to it start to finish over and over. I think thematically it is on point with a lot of the things we're dealing with, a lot of the, the struggles and feelings that many of us have. I think, you know, this the title of the song, Age of Anxiety, uh, and, and it kind of, the album pairs things in like couplets. So there's like Age of Anxiety 1 and 2, and this is my favorite out of those two. Um, but yeah, I just think like the, the lyrics, the mood of it all, like it's a way to help kind of process everything that's going on. And I think the lyrics too, again, like one of verse three is the most powerful one for me in this song. Um, he writes, fell asleep to the television, wake up sleepyhead, Acropolis is burning in a poster over your bed. And I just think like in this little verse is, is a lot of different powerful statements, right? It's like we're falling asleep to the TV. Like we can't even have silence anymore as we try to go to bed. You know, like there's always noise. There's always something. Um, and then wake up like you like the, the you know, this shining city on the hill is burning, right? Like Acropolis was this like supposed to be this utopic view of the world and, and everything like the um, but it's burning. And like if we keep on this path, like we're going to find ourselves in, in probably a bad place. So I think like the it's definitely the band working through their own anxieties and their own feelings. And I think it relates to a lot of people such as myself dealing with a lot of those same things. So really, really great album. Um, and one that I've, like I said, have been listening to nonstop without skipping since its release. Yeah. It's a really unique album. I think it, I thought it was really interesting how the songs went from kind of this slowed down singer songwriter vibe to them to the next track or like part two of whatever it would be would be almost like a dance mix type thing. Like it really, like each one kind of had a range to it, which was really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like this track. Uh, I like kind of how it's presented. And then, you know, just listening to the album, I really liked Unconditional One, which it sounds like he wrote that to maybe, uh, you know, his child or something. So I thought that was really well done as well. Um, But yeah, just a really unique album. I thought it it was really cool to listen to just because of that the switch that they're kind of doing from one track to the other. Yeah, totally. 
So there you have it, another super awesome mix for your collection. And really, if you think about it, I mean, we just gave you 12 full albums that you need to go out and listen to. So this is a... Exactly. I mean, talk about a bottomless well of music. Don't just listen to this mix. Go out and listen to the full albums because I think you'll be pretty happy. Yeah, um, you've got homework to do. you got a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to do that before you, this, the next podcast releases. So everybody get on it, okay? Right. <laughs> um, but we'll get on our next mix. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Super Awesome Mix. Um, but in the meantime, for Samra, this is Matt, and we will see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.